Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Beer-tastic Voyage. I'm Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And today, we are going to be drinking some beers from the east end of Long Island from Southampton Public House. Now, uh, I took a journey out there a couple weeks ago to go all the way out to Montauk, and if you're going to go all the way out there, you might as well try to make it worthwhile and you're probably going to need a couple pit stops and to refuel and you know possibly ford a river or two i don't really know <laughs> but it gets it gets it gets it, to be a it long might trip. get you out there faster possibly you know um but southampton public houses uh they're one of the older ones on the island they've been doing the uh the brew pub craft beer game for a long time at least 20 years or so um i know they used to be in kind of the square and then they moved down to Main Street recently. And while I was out there, unfortunately, they didn't have any of the regular stuff on tap, like, available to take with me. And they didn't want to fill growlers at that moment. So I rated their 750 bottle collection of uh, their farmhouse sales. We have a uh, Cuvée de Fleur, the Saison Deluxe, and an Abbott 12, year, uh, 12, which I don't know why the 12 is there, but... I'm sure we could find out something along those lines. <laughs> but that's an Abbey-style dark ale. We're going to save that one for last because I'm really looking forward to that one. And oh, it's also 9.9%. Yeah. yeah. I haven't I haven't had any of their farmhouse ale stuff. Mark and I had – I mean, I'm sure Mark's been there more than, more than that. But I know I was there a while ago before I really started drinking craft beer. But I remember last time we went, I was excited to try a lot of their beers. We got to try them and eat the food, and it was a, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, the food is really good out there. Um, unfortunately, I did not have a chance to hang out and eat. It was more of a grab-and-go situation. But they are, they're they are really high-quality brewers. They've got a ton of medals. Um, they were ranked in the top 20 at the Great American Beer Festival for the number of medals won by a brewery in the last 10 years. Uh, they were a top brew pub in 2003, even though that's a while ago now. But, you know, I don't know if they've changed all that much. And um, they were ranked number eight specialty brewery in the world. And, uh, wow. Um, and three top 50 specialty brews in America by RateBeer.com back in 2004. So they've been doing a lot of uh, really notable things for a long time. So um, I figured we could start with the Cuvée de Fleur, which I'm sorry, my horrendous French. Fleur. Fleur. <laughs> Say it, Frenchy. Fleur. Chowder. Chowder. <laughs> Um, but the Cuvée de Fleur is, let's see, let me scroll down here real quick. Um, roughly, as the label says, roughly translates to Batch of the Flowers. The most distinctive ale is flavored with a variety of edible flowers, aromatic and med- medicinal flowers such as lavender, chamomile, calendula, rose hips, and hops, because, you know, they're flowers too. And they're all added to the special brew to impart a distinct aroma and flavor. Now, this one comes in... At 8.2 uh, ABV. Starting and, off late. Yeah. And it was a 2009 Great American International Beer Competition gold medal winner. First place. Well, it de- definitely has a very floral nose to it. 
and it is solidly gold in color. I checked my SRM scale. <laughs> he did. He he pulled it up, and we we uh, he I saw him holding it up to the light and having the phone next to it. Yeah, it, uh, I didn't know what the heck was going on, but uh, I'm glad. Yes, it, it is indeed gold. The the if you're gonna to give you an idea what it smells like rather than flowers, because I I. I don't know what flowers smell like. I don't buy them for my wife. I don't. I don't like them. But it's uh, it's kind of peachy a little, right? Yeah, that that was my first thought when I smelled it, and uh, it's very effervescent, which uh, carries that aroma up into your nose when you uh, go to take a sip. Agreed. And it's the- very light as well, especially for eight something percent alcohol. Like I get a little bit of warming, but uh, it doesn't feel particularly boozy. On no, my palate. no, you do get that after you take a sip, it sits, and then all of a sudden, kind of in your chest a little bit, you're like, "Oh, this yeah. is warm." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, "Wait, it's a little, little hot here right now." Don't take off your clothes. No, I no. wasn't gonna go there. I um, <laughs> I really like this one, and it kind of reminds me of some of the stuff that we had at Brewers Collective with all the um, with like the heather and all the other kind like of the, uh, like the herbal gru- things, the gruits, the gruits, the gruits yeah. yeah. Um, but the immediate um, – as it's warmed up, I've actually started to like it a little less. I really liked it when it was nice and ice cold. Like when we first cracked it open and that first sip, I thought it was really good. But as I've held it in my hand and it's kind of warmed up, I think it's kind of lost a little bit of that. I think it's partly that and partly uh, loss of carbonation. Yeah. You know, some of the aroma has but already this is, been lost. This is quite tasty. And, yeah, I see what you mean, Justin. I'm just looking at the back of the bottle now, and it's got all sorts of uh, – Latin names for things on there, so uh, I'm not going to go into that because that's just going to sound. Except for Augustafolia. No, I like the last one. Lupululus. Lupululus. I think everyone really enjoyed that. Sorry, but there's L U P U L U S. It's H Lupulus. H Lupulus. 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 Yeah, we can keep going with the former former biology student in me. I can probably I can probably do all this, but yeah, that's that's. I would think that has something to do with wolves, but I don't know. No, that's the hop. Oh, it is. Yes, that's the hop. Our Humulus Lupulus. Oh. So is that the A nobilis would be one of the noble hops? No, that's something else entirely. That's probably a flower. Ah, damn it! There I go, and something officinalis. It's very official. It's official. It's got a stamp and everything. Yeah. Do you have a flag? If everyone out there really enjoys <laughs> us just reading the label of the bottle and yeah. butchering names, let us know. <laughs> but we no, can do more. <laughs> I appreciate. I I really appreciate this beer. I think it's a. It's a nice light beer for it's a warm day today, and I could see how this one's kind of the hey, I had a couple of these hidden in the bottom of the farmhouse, you know, and we're coming in from a from a break from work, and we're gonna crack one of these open. I like so. the mouthfeel too it's uh, like a really light beer, but still has a lot of body yeah. the Belgians we call it digestible yes well, I mean, it is digestible I hope so, but just drank a whole bunch of it pretty quickly <laughs> so Mark, what do you think about it? Give us a rating on this one. I'm going to go for a bomber on this. I think the format of these bottles is the perfect size. Yeah, they, uh, we got these in, um, you know. Corked and caged. Yep, 750 milliliters. Um, I'm going to second you on that. I think that's the, just the right size for it. In fact, We're, I'm going to pour out just a little bit more of this one. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Before uh, we go yeah, into the next one. Just, just you know, for uh, scientific purposes. Um, 
That's what we do. We check stuff. Yeah, we haven't had a real shit show in a while, so the fact that we have three three pretty high ABV beers is probably a good way to start off a recording session. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna make it a trifecta with a bomber. I I enjoy the, uh, um, I enjoy the the mouthfeel and the fact that it uh, it has a little bit of floral note to it. It's it's a nice, interesting. Uh, for lack of a word, a quote unquote heavier beer as a you know yeah. non beer drinker would probably say. I will say I poured that second sip for me um, a little more aggressively than I had poured the first one, so there was more head on it, and the aroma like really punches you, punches out there. It's a really nice, bright aroma to it. Yeah, it, it really is. This is a, a, a solid, solid start. And um, uh, which one's next? Um, I think De we're going to go to the Deluxe Cezanne. The next. Deluxe. Cezanne. Well, we get that poured out uh, for anybody who's new or uh, anyone who is wondering what in the hell we're talking about with our ratings. Um, the basic idea is this is how much we kind of want to drink in a sitting. It's not uh, how, you know, the quality of the beer. It doesn't say whether or not you'll like it, but this is how much we like it. And um, the ratings are uh, go from a tasting, followed by a pint, then a, a bomber. Uh, than a growler, and finally, if you just have to have it all the time, it would be a keg. And um, you know, long-time listeners will know that occasionally, mostly Kevin decides to make some shit up and upset me. Yes, I do on occasion, <laughs> but that's just because I glass is so flexible, and there's available in so many different sizes that I want to make sure that it's very true. I relay the appropriate size and desire to you, the wonderful listeners. Control C and Control V; those are the things that I have. So the moving on to the Cezanne Deluxe. This is a farmhouse-style uh, ale, and it is listed as being stunningly complex with tropical fruit overtones of pineapple and passion fruit. Imported malt and hops create a smooth, earthy flavor on the palate. Um, success, this Saison Deluxe successfully combines traditional rustic flavor with a sophisticated craft-brewed taste, and this one also has taken home one, two, three, four, five different medals between 1998 and 2009. Wow. Included uh, Great American Beer Denver. It's got two silver medals. Great American Beer Festival. It's got a bronze medal. International Beer Competition, a silver, and a silver medal at the World Beer Cup. Damn. So they are stacking up the hardware with this one. And it comes in at a very mild 7.4 ABV and 16.5 degrees Plato. Ah. Uh, for an OG. So I saw Mark... Uh Comparing it to his phone again. What do we got on the uh, the SRM scale? Yeah, so this is just a shade lighter, which you know puts it firmly in the yellow classification. It's interesting you should say that because when I I knew that obviously Kevin had, and both Kevin and I had a second pour of the first beer, and I looked over, I'm like, man, Kevin didn't finish that yet, and so I actually it looks extremely similar. It's very similar. Now, I definitely get pineapple in the aroma. Yeah, it has a really fruity, like, yeah. Saison-like nose. Anybody who has a lot of Saisons, it, it has, it's definitely more more pineapple pronounced, but it has that very uh, farmhouse smell. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say pineapple, but I would just say tropical fruit in general. Um, it's hard for me to say pineapple specifically. I get the dole that, that, like, I just opened a can of dole. The, yeah, <laughs> the, good, the good old dole cord I'm pineapple. It's going to fall down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, Gerald Ford fell down. Yes. Then what did Bob Dole do? He did he something. Held the pencil. <laughs> I don't know. He did something stupid too during the election. That was just before I kind of paid attention to elections. I could say that like as if yesterday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that aroma is really oh, sticking man. with me. Like, yeah, it is really good. 
um, as, we, as all three of us take a sip at the same yeah. time, we could coordinate well. It uh, it's interesting the the scent you get doesn't exactly follow through. You definitely get a little yeah. little bit of fruitiness, but it's very subdued. Yeah, it's a very um, I'm gonna say flat, but I don't mean it in a negative kind of way. But it just kind of feels like it's a very level, even flavor that comes through the sip. Yeah, to me, it tastes like a like a deluxe saison. <laughs> it does. There it, you, go. you have you know it, the there's a classic uh, hennepin, right? That's the one from uh, Oma Gang. Yeah, yeah. That's like the classic saison, and I'm not a big fan. That one has got a lot of funkiness in it, and this is like a like a flatter or yeah. a more subdued version of that with a little less, and not not a sour funk. Just it's, I can know how to explain it. It's just got that. It's just yeah. saison yeast character. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. And this has a little bit less of that, but still. Still has it. It's still there. You, if you drank it, you'd know it was a saison. Yeah, I like it to be more in my face, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's nothing wrong with this beer, but I'm not big on pineapple myself. So, like, between getting that and the aroma and the the flavor not being as saisony as I prefer, I'm I'm gonna have to go ahead and just call this one a pint. Hmm. I mean, for me, it almost tastes like fruit juice as I'm drinking it. Like really? as I continue, like like I I really get that like that feeling of just I'm drinking fruit juice. Um. But, yeah. Okay. I get it. You know, and maybe it, you know, and I know you're not huge on pineapple, Mark. But like, I was the kid that like after you pulled out the pineapples from the oh, can, yeah, I was the one that grabbed the can and chugged the can of pineapple. Juice. Me too. I love it. And then once I realized that you could pour vodka into the can with it, <laughs> I then started doing that and made those were really good. It makes it better. Each yeah. one gets better. Exactly. There you go. Um, but this is this is really tasty and it's a little sweet, um, or at least maybe it's just all the fruit talk is kind of messing with my brain and making me think sweet. But I like it. I think I'm going to stick with. Um, I'm going to shy on the side. I'm, I'm torn between pint and bomber, but I think I'm going to sh- shy on the side of pint here, um, just because it kind of sticks with me a little bit. I wish it finished a little cleaner to um, to make me go back for more, but it kind of builds up a little bit as I finish drinking it. Yeah, you pretty much the, the whole last part of what you said as far as sticking with you is the same for me. I'm going to stay bomber because I really like it. But it's going. I'm going to drink it pretty slowly. It's definitely going to be something that it's not going to be. Uh, it's going to be savored. Yeah, I got to say this one is a. Um, I'm going to call this one a grown-up beer. You got to hang out and drink this one, and not pound this one and be like, ah, oh, I'm just going to get tanked on this. I'm drinking as many of these as I can. Like, you enjoy this one. Yeah, you'll get slowly tanked at 7.2 percent. Oh yeah, very slow. <laughs> but, um, the last one that we're going to open up is. Um, one that really looked interesting to me, the Abbey 12. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying to know what the 12 is about. I know we talked about that earlier. Maybe it's the 12th well, let me go brewing back to of my, it. Let me go back to my notes here and see if I have anything in there. And if my phone would cooperate and give me... It's my thumbprint. Let me in. Technology. Yeah. I just want to point out at this point, we're 15 minutes in. Yeah. And my phone hasn't gone off yet. There you go. So I'm pretty well, you, excited. You put it on, uh, put it on airplane mode. Well, I put it on silent. I, I decided oh, airplane okay. mode might be a little bit crazy. So you lied to us. I did lie to you, but it is not going to make a sound. Right. I just didn't want to have to throw it again yeah. and just derail the whole podcast well, after I throw my not, technology. It's not te- my notes aren't telling me why they call it Abbott 12, but it does come in at 10.5 ABV. And 
They claim that it pairs perfectly with smoked foods, earthy cheeses, desserts, or simply by itself. And it was a 2005 gold medal winner at the Great American Beer in Denver. So I'm not going to read the rest of the flavor decks for it because I kind of want to. I think this is something that we might be able to pick out. So I kind of want to test us and see how we do. What style did you say it was? Um, this is an Abbey style dark ale. Okay. Um, yeah, I did a quick. Uh, reason why I asked is because I thought that's what you said. I did a quick. Mark, can we get your colors chart up here? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm checking right oh, now. Okay. <laughs> I did a quick Google search. And like rape beer, beer advocate, beer menus, all the ones that keep referring to it as a quad. Yeah. Well, I will say the yeah, coordination I, in this is insane. Yeah. Oh my god. The other two that. didn't really like they were some, but this is going nuts. Like this is um, I don't I don't know if it's you know, I don't know what it is, but man, this is really. It looks like I dropped the uh, the Mento into the Pepsi and just going crazy with the foam. I, so color wise, this would be in the. Uh, light brown to brown category it's kind of close which is uh an srm of between 18 and 22 and what does srm stand for i forget that's fine i'll I'll, I'll look it up i didn't know if you knew off the top of your head but taking a whiff of this man it smells like it smells like a fig newton yeah i mean it smells like it smells like raisins and figs yeah it's definitely stone fruit smelling this is this is what I like in a Belgian style beer. Yeah. The uh, one other interesting thing is apparently, according to uh, RateBeer.com users, they regard this as one of the top ten in this style. Really? Yeah. In in Abbey style dark ales, well, they, everyone's calling it a quad. Oh well, yeah. So they it says it ABT quad. Okay. or quad. ABT slash quad is what I see everywhere. So obviously, it's an Abbey or slash yeah. Quad. I mean. A, a- Calling it a quad makes sense to me based upon the alcohol level because yep. it's way too strong for it to be a double. Can you right. refresh me on what the difference between like a double, a triple, and a quad is again? I'm having a little brain fart. Well, a double is a dark beer that I think the max ABV uh, for that style is like seven and a half. Right, but what makes it like double, triple? Like, what do they call it? The different is it the different uh, yeast strains? It's not no, the, it's I mean it. It's possibly. It has something to do with how many times sugar additions were made during the fermentation process, okay. but I don't know if that's necessarily accurate or if it's you know one of those urban legend type things that grew yeah. up after the fact. See, that's what I thought it was that how many times they like kind of reactivated the yeast ah, a little bit. Interesting. But, and that again, that's completely me just talking out of my ass about something I barely know anything about. Well, what but that's you- what we do. That's true. That is what we do. What it is more is so like once you get above certain alcohol contents, it becomes the the wort, which is the unfermented beer, becomes a very inhospitable place to the yeast because you're starting off with it with an extremely dense sugar solution. Yeah. So what they'll do is uh, instead of and so with these Abbey style beers, a large or not necessarily large, but a significant portion, so like 15 20%, maybe a yeah. little higher than that, mm-hmm. portion of the fermentable sugar is just straight-up sugar. Okay. Like really simple sugar because the yeast can completely ferment that out. So you get a nice dry finish, and you don't have lots of residual sweetness. Okay. So to make it a little bit easier on the yeast, when they start off, they'll produce a wart that would normally you know, give you like a six or seven percent alcohol beer. All right. So it's not too harsh on the yeast starting off. And then after a day of fermentation, let's say, they'll 
add in a sugary syrup solution okay. of regular sugar just to keep that fermentation going. And by doing that, that makes sense. the sugar content never gets to the point where the... It's toxic to the yeast. Right. Okay. And they'll do that a couple of times during the fermentation, and it allows you to, you know, push the ABV content as high as you can, but also keep the finishing gravity really low so that you have a nice dry finish on the beer. Yeah, you're just you're adding a ton of fermentables to it, right? Is that the idea with the sugar? Is that it's yeah, but it ferments it, entirely it's, out. It's completely fermentable by the yeast, right? So there's no longer chain sugars that aren't uh, fermentable by the yeast, which would hang around and increase your final gravity, so you would end up with like a unpleasantly sweet tasting beer. Right. So otherwise, you would, so if, you know, for the listeners, if you, like, if, yeah. yeah. If you took, if you took the table sugar, let's say, and you replaced it with uh, maltose sugars from barley, you wouldn't. You would end up finishing much higher on the gravity than you would otherwise and because there's still be sugar left that, right uh, because there's yeast in process yeah there's some longer chain sugars in barley that the yeast can't break down can't okay. fully ferment right and that's what that's how you end up with a, a stout or stout or a porter is you have more of those unfermentable um yeah things, that, right? that's yeah. certainly part of it yeah well justin you mentioned that this one pops up on like the top 10 lists yeah and i completely see why me too it's, 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 is, it's sick it smells awesome the taste is incredible, and it finishes clean. Yeah, one of the like, cool, that's, one, that's one of the things that just amazes me is that how a beer this this strong finishes clean. One of the one of the quotes was less than a hundred cases apparently make it to any sort of distribution outside of uh, the public house. Okay, and it, you know they just they're gone once they get to a every, everyone here is commenting on this particular article. Where did you find it? Where did yeah, you find yeah. it? You know, it's 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 amazing. That well, this is this is a really incredible beer. The nose is is all stone fruit and figs, yeah. and raisins, and it's really s- smells really good. It it um the taste is sweet but not cloying sweet. Finishes it's, clean. Yeah, it's sweet but it finishes dry. I know, which is awesome. Like I I don't even, it's like it's it almost baffles my mind like how you are able to do that. Like it's like my I, this is like my ideal. This beer. is so good. I, I want. I, I always want a beer that's sweet, but I don't want it to stay around too long. Kind of similar to what we were saying with um, with Deluxe Saison, how it sort of sat a little, making it difficult to keep going back. Or not difficult, but you know, more right. difficult to keep going back. This one, you just you just keep drinking it. Like I, I it's a, really a. Uh, and then you take a nap. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because yeah, this was the one that yeah. This is nine point two. Nine nine nine, yeah. Uh, according it's, to the bottle, it says nine nine on the oh bottle, but the website says ten five. Yeah, that's what I have. So here too. I imagine it kind of ranges between those two, depending on the batch. Look, six of one, a half a dozen of another. Yeah, it's exactly. A, yeah, you're getting crunk drinking this because yeah, you're not going to stop. We're it half a percent alcohol is not the big deciding factor here. It's no, not, no, you're not driving well, after you have some of this. The um, they suggest they say that it has a um. Has notes of raisins, figs, and caramel on there. I, I didn't. I don't know if I picked up caramel, but the raisins and figs, a hundred percent, I got that. Um, and a pronounced dark rum character, which yes. yeah, yeah, that's it. That's, you know what? I, I it wouldn't be a descriptor that I would have used, but now that you say it, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's like the difference between when you make um, 
you know, like I feel like every time people are having mixed drinks, they're always throwing light rum in there because they just want the booze and not really the heft to it. But dark rum, like... Because they're stupid and they don't understand how color works. Right, but dark (laughs) rum is actually like a really... It's a good liquor. Yeah, it, like, oh, it's great. I like love I love making dark is, and stormies with, oh, with yeah. good stuff. I like that. Yeah, um, that was an um, what is it? Someone made the um. I had one of those ones with like I think a blue point toasted lager. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And that was that was pretty darn good. But you know this one is is I can't I can't say enough about how good this tastes right now, and as it warms up, it just keeps getting better. And they suggest that it's an after dinner sipper, and yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. This is this is hangout, and th- this falls into those kind of beers that are almost like cognac, like almost like I was just going to say this. Know, this, like, full, this goes right into your dessert beer situation. Yeah, and I, I say dessert in the sense that not that it's sweet, but more even though this is, but it's it's after dinner hangout. Like I want to chill out by the fire and drink one of these. Yeah, like and, th- this is how I'm going to unwind for yeah. the evening. And Maybe have at, a cigar with one of these. Yeah, w- once I'm done with this, I'm going to pass out wherever <laughs> exactly. I am. Exactly. Now, <laughs> right here right here on this site, it says suggested glassware. Goblet, uh, tulip, tulip, snifter. Sure. Yeah, exactly. I think something like that really would help hold in those really nice spicy notes yeah. that dissipate a little quickly in a, in a pint glass like we're working out of today. But... Yeah, the, the bottle's not going to survive. That's all I have to say. Oh no! Like this one, like we we maybe went through the first eh, quarter, third of the bottle in a sample, and this one's we're going to finish this one. Yeah, I have a distinct feeling that none of these bottles are going to make it out alive. Yeah, well, so. I mean, it's kind of I don't have a corker, so it's kind of hard to get the corks back on. Just need to. We finish have them. to do it. It's unfortunate. It, it would be wrong not to. I mean, I'm so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to call this a growler. Yeah, I will drink a growler of this, and then I will see you tomorrow. <laughs> maybe. maybe maybe two days. Yeah, maybe two you days. might have to hibernate bear style after <laughs> that. Um, I'm gonna go with a growler, uh, not a growler, with a bomber on this one. Whoa! Um, I was expecting growler. I I want to, but I can't physically drink that much of it. But it's real. I cannot undersell how good it tastes. But I just think for sheer volume of it, I'm not gonna be able to drink in one sitting. Or even in two fairly short sittings, a whole growler of it. Yeah. Like, the bottle that they have it in is the perfect size bottle for it. So, this, the, the bomber is where it's at for me. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go growler because I'm fatso, so I can, uh, I can pack it in. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it will be, honestly, it will be a slow, a slow drink. It's, it's going to be something, like I said, the last one you savor it because you can't drink it fast. This one I want to savor because I don't want it to go away. Yeah, I, I'm trying not to just... Just drink it and not enjoy it as much as I should. Exactly. I mean, like, look, this is the perfect way to kick off a long holiday weekend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, it's Friday. Work is done. I had dinner. I've got the next three days off. I can drink the whole growler of this, and I'll see you on Monday, and I'll wake up sometime Monday. <laughs> Hopefully, I wake up in time for work on Monday. <laughs> Maybe no, Tuesday. no, Tuesday. Tuesday, right, yeah. Tuesday. I'll wake up sometime Monday and be ready to go for Tuesday. All there right, yeah, yeah. Um, man, this this one's so good. Like I, To me, this is the winner of the day. It really is. And that's saying something. I think this is the, the some of the best... Like three that we've had, you know, we, we, it's not like we we go through every podcast and you know we have we have usually have definitely one or two good ones, but all three of these are full winners. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. I, I can't say that I've seen the Abbott 
in any of the distributors, but I've definitely seen the Cuvée de Fleur. Cuvée de Fleur. And the Saison Deluxe. <laughs> but now I'm going to be keeping my eyes open for the Abbott, because if I see it, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, the um, an Ab- the Abbott would be one that I'd be interested in, in keeping in my refrigerator downstairs for a year. Yeah, I think this one... It would was, certainly. I think be, this one uh, would develop well, hanging out, suited for, a for while. aging. Yeah, I think that you'd get even more of the stone fruit. You probably it would probably more turn yeah character. even even more into that sipping snifter style beer. Now the other one that's now these all three of these are part of their farmhouse ale series, and the only one that's left that um, the fourth one of this series is called a Grand Crew. That's and, the other one that I see a lot. Yeah, and I had I did they did not have it available at that moment. Um, so these are the three that I went with and this one, they say that it has a, um, it's an old world ale with harmonious flavors, including a rich fruity accents of aromatics derived from an assortment of spices and yeast strains, a very complex brew that has notes of licorice, sweet orange and spices. All right. You lost me. So I know Mark hates licorice, (laughs) but I literally saw Mark's face fall a little, but that one to me kind of sounded a little bit like a, um, like a winter warmer or a uh, yeah that makes like sense. a winter spice ale yeah um so because it was getting into the warm season when i went there i wasn't really gonna i wasn't upset that they didn't have that one available look i'm i'm happy that you didn't get that because that uh, that's got two things in it that i don't like what's the, what's orange the... peel and licorice oh i didn't hear the licorice okay yeah. Oh, I, I I figured the yeah. the one you heard was the licorice. No, no, no. Orange was the one I heard. The, yeah, I'm not a big licorice guy either. So I, yeah. I, I look. Here's the thing. These three are so good. I'm still gonna buy that one if I see it. Yeah. Now, Mark Mark won't have. I it. mean, when I was a kid. <laughs> now, when I was a kid, every once in a while, like especially in the winter time, my mom would throw these. Like, would take an orange, like studded with cloves, and like and like and like a half an apple. And put it in some water with like a cinnamon stick, and kind of put it on the stove, and just kind of put it in the back there to kind of simmer, and just make the house smell really good. Wow. Um, I don't. I, and like, and when you talk, when I talk about like the winter warmers and this and those spice ales like that, and even a little bit this Abbott, like that's the kind of thing that runs through my head, like that kind of memory of like having those spicy notes and kind of filling the house with a warm, lovely scent, like almost gingerbread and things along those lines. Like that's kind of what's always running through my head. But, um, I mean, these beers were so good, and I think these really are a big step up from their normal, um, from their normal beers. So. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens too, because as we were talking about before we started recording, um, you know, Southampton Public House was in talks to purchase Crooked Ladder, supposedly, right? In theory, right? I mean, I, you know. I haven't seen any updates on that since March, so I have no idea what's going on. But based upon Crooked Ladder seemingly trying to give their merchandise away, (laughs) I would say that it is likely that they have been purchased. Right. Allegedly. I would say that's kind of a shame. (laughs) I'm going to say that's a shame because I think, um, you know, Crooked Ladder. We happened to be there like the first weekend that they were open. I think it was the first day. You know, it like, may it may have been the first day. Yeah. You know, just on on dumb luck. Not that we were planning because this was before we were even planning on doing this, but like just on dumb luck, we happened to be there, and they had a couple beers. Like I remember, they had the basic of the Gypsy Red that they were getting ready to go with, and a few others. And we kind of Did left they there even saying, have the Gypsy Red because like I remember everything being yellow in color. 
No, I thought they had the Gypsy Red. I kind of remember something along that line. I remember nothing. I knew so little about beer, I barely paid attention. But, um, but I just remember us leaving and going like, all right, they don't have anything really amazing, but they're getting ready. Like, let's it was see all what they really, do. Yeah, they, they were still um, figuring it out. And I think the last time that we were there, we were all very happy that oh, they, yeah. had, I've... They, had a, they had beers that us and other folks that were on the trip with us, we were doing a beer tour. That was the last time I was there. I, I've been there since then, but, yeah. I, you know, talking about winter warmers, their pipe burster, I really hope that this is something that may survive if they have indeed been purchased. purchased right, yeah. Because the pipe burster is so good for a winter warmer, and the best thing apart, uh, about it to me is the fact that there is no orange peel in it. There's no <laughs> licorice. Like, it's... Brown sugar and cinnamon all the way, and yeah. it is super clean, light, refreshing for a winter warmer. And uh, yeah, so if Crooked Ladder is no more, I would hope that I could at least figure out a way to reproduce something at least approximating that pipe burster because it is really good. Yeah. That's really good, and the um, their pumpkin beer is very good. It's another one that they it's not rimmed. You know, I, I still don't think that I've had the out of my vine, but the I do like their gypsy red and their Kolsch is also. I'm pretty nice sure. As well. I'm pretty sure we had that on the podcast. Yeah. Let me double check. Yeah, well, the out of my vine. I'm not 100. I, I re, here's the thing. This is the way my memory works. I remember typing that. Into our show notes, it doesn't mean that we had that it. Happened. It could have yeah. been something else. It also doesn't mean that it had. Yes, mostly it doesn't mean that it happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, just pulling it back to uh, Southampton, um, they have an old, uh, some of their year-round beers like that they have on tap and that you can find around sometimes. Um, is there alt beer? Yes, which, I drank that the last time we were there. Which is a pretty really, which is a pretty good beer. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. They also have um, their light lager. Which is nothing special to me. I'm sorry. Just really doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, but um, most most light lagers don't do yeah. much for you and I. They have an IP. They have an um, a Burton IPA, which is an English pale, an English IPA. Um, the Keller Pills, which is a very pure standard issue pills, and the um, the Southampton Double White, which I feel like you can see. I feel like I've seen that one around a couple. Yeah, times. I'm pretty sure I've seen that in bottles as well. Um. Those are their year-round beers that the um, the website talks about. And as far as their seasonal, um, I know they have a pumpkin ale. They do a porter. The porter's good. I, I had that. Um, and it's this like one a Guinness. This one that I'm looking at that I've never had before and I've never even heard of is the Beer de Mars. B-I-E-R-E, like almost like a beer to guard, but a beer de Mars. Huh. Which um, says it blends... Um, Wheat and barley malts, um, general amounts of continental hops, uh, cool fermented and aged to give it a clean, smooth, lager-like character. Um, so apparently it's another French farmhouse style, so I'd probably get a kick out of it because the French farmhouse ones like we had today and the, the Belgian styles I'm always enjoying. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, saying Belgian or France, it's... That line has shifted a couple yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. That 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 <laughs> region, <laughs> like part of it, has shifted back and forth between the two countries several times yeah. over the years. Yeah, so. that uh, that northern France, Belgium, Luxembourg, Low Country area, it's kind of shuffled around a little bit. Yeah, so I uh, I was able to find the um, the 
we did indeed do out of my out of my vine, so I wasn't crazy. Okay, it was on the episode where we had uh, Sophia from uh, Beer and Yoga. Oh, okay. okay. That was like uh, episode like five or something. Oh, it was that a was, while that was ago. Way early. Yeah, what number it was. I think we were, was guys. Can you be- can you believe nine. that we're getting close to uh, almost a year already? I it's can't. ridiculous. I can't. What really boggles my mind is what I think about the number of different beers that we've had on the podcast, and then I think about the number of different beers that we ne- then drink, like when we're just hanging out. Yeah. And my liver kind of goes, hey, man, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what, though? We don't go crazy with them. We just try a little bit of each one. Right. And then sometimes it becomes a couple pints of each one or a couple bottles of each one. Exactly. But it's been a, re- it's been a really great um, journey so far. I'm excited about it. It has been. I'm pumped for uh, whatever we figure out we're going to do for the year episode. Yeah. If you guys have any kind of, if anybody listening has any requests or thoughts like of what we should do for the, and a, uh, an anniversary special, shoot us an email. Let us know. And, uh. Maybe we can see if we can throw it in there. I would love, love to have a listener email that I could read on for an anniversary gift. Yeah, even, like, no matter what you write. Even if you write, you three guys are fucking hacks and you suck, I will read it because I would be happy to. Where, yeah, it would be amazing (laughs) if someone, I know there are downloads. It it happens. We see numbers. But if somebody could, if somebody could reach out to us and touch us somewhere, it would be really <laughs> good. Show us on the dollar. It doesn't even have to be a yeah. special place. <laughs> right. It doesn't have to be anywhere interesting. Just touch us. Show us on the doll where the angel touched you. <laughs> so anyway, the uh, out of my vibe, this is why you don't remember it, Mark. You gave it a tasting. Oh, well, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you tried very hard to forget it. Right. Well, guys. I think I did a good job considering I didn't remember drinking it. Yep. I think Southampton... Um, I'm I'm happy I stopped in there. I almost didn't, and just said, "Oh man, it's getting late. I'm gonna head home." But I'm really happy I stopped in and I grabbed these beers because I think they're really something special. I I'm happy too. It uh, their their standard on tap beers are all very good. Right. But these were definitely a, a cut above. It, you know. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, if you're out that way, it's definitely worth a stop. And uh, if you can manage to. Stay and have a meal as well, because yeah. the food's good. The food is yeah. very good. Yeah, it's only like five minutes off of the main highway, you know, when you're getting out there. Um, it's yeah. It's only, I'm, I'm laughing because saying the main highway. Uh, yeah. The main drag that everybody is stuck sitting on cursing at each other. Hey, Unless I you're mean, cool I, enough I, to have a helicopter. I did that drive on Monday. I, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless you're cool enough to have a helicopter, which, Mark, you don't have a helicopter. No, I do not. I'm sorry, dude. We're, work- we're working on Mark getting a helicopter. Right. He's got to catch up to Kevin I, and I. I think Mark will, is more likely to have a gyrocopter where he pedals and something like that. <laughs> and as I picture Mark being an old-timey inventor... As I long as I stack it with bat anti-shark repellent spray. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys. On that note, I'm going to pour us all out a little bit more of this Abbott 12, and I think it's time to continue relaxing. Cheers. Indeed. Cheers. All right. Cheers, everybody. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.